0: It is time to tune up the band and bow down to the Queen, for it is another episode of the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. I am Sam, always alongside Dan and Riordan, as we continue our journey through the wacky world of professional wrestling. Gentlemen, hello there. I would say how are you and how we've been, but it's been fucking a Hellfire Week this week. <laughs> you
1: know, it's, yes. like, it's like I left last week going to Pride, which was great. And then I've come back here, and then it's just been nothing but fighting everything. <laughs> it's been horrible this week. <laughs> Genuinely,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I mean, work-wise, that's been all right. And outside of wrestling, it's been okay. But holy Jesus, yeah, has it been horrible else this week?
2: Has been a place. <laughs> it's...
0: But hey, well, uh, yeah, my mind just can't comprehend the stuff that's happened this week. I just can't comprehend it. (laughs) I don't want to comprehend it either. Anyway, before, before my mind does finally give up the ghost, we give you this podcast. Thanks to those lovely people over at SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and forever
1: pending other platforms. You know, guys, there's we we're, we're not submission magicians. We're not. Hmm. But what we are is pending, and we always, always will be. Would you dare say
0: that we're the ace of pending? You know, I would dare. I
1: think. <laughs> I think. I would dare.
0: <laughs> so enough card puns. Before we do get on to the episode all about Shayna Baszler, it is time to visit Dan for this week's less hellfire version of Red the Wrestling
1: News.
2: Wrestling <laughs> News.
1: <laughs>
2: um yeah, so obviously wrestling is a hellscape right now. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to say there are people who are <laughs> far more qualified to tell you about that than I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like me!
2: So, so I'm just going to say in relation to the big topics uh, and the, like the whole Vince McMahon situation, just please go and like, read the um the Wall Street Journal article. Yeah. Whether or not that's through, like, screenshots that someone took on Twitter, or, like, if you need to use, like, a paywall parser, like, don't feel bad about it.
0: Which, by the way, this be... episode is sponsored by Generic VPN. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs>
2: information should be accessible anyway. You shouldn't have to pay for it. <laughs> um, True. So, like go and do that because they can tackle it in a far more concise way than I can and it avoids any like possibility of anything like getting lost in the process uh-huh. um, I'm also not going to tackle the other <laughs> um, major piece of discourse that started on wrestling Twitter this <sighs> week because I mean our stance on it is very pretty clear already as it is.
0: I mean just before uh, we started recording we were talking about it and
1: even Reed was like oh what the fuck did I miss
0: yeah
2: this guys, is what you get from not being from not being the social media manager
1: i you know this is the reason i said i am not being the social media manager <laughs> you, get left, you get left you get left with me <laughs> yeah i i this is this is like to to quote greek mythology you're, you're Hades in this scenario. We divvied up everything. You get the dead, my dude. Like <laughs> I get the, like, I
2: get the I get the dead and administration.
0: <laughs> yep. But he does get a kick-ass game out of it. True.
2: <laughs> and you know, you got to take your wins and your losses. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, we're we're just not going to tackle this right now. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, let's get let's get to some let's get to some good wrestling, <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, before we before we jump over to like WWE and all that, I will to give a massive shout out, uh, Alex Windsor, for winning the International Princess title in
0: TJPW. It's awesome. That is awesome.
2: Some British talent going over there and taking over again. You like to see it,
0: especially. Uh, considering a few years ago that Alex was retired, so it's freaking awesome to see her just kicking ass yeah, super, in TJPW. Super, super, super awesome to see. Um,
2: should we start with Raw? If people here have actually seen it. <laughs>
0: or, Raw...
2: if get me, or if you just want me to get on my niche talking point.
0: <laughs> Raw was... weird. Um... I don't know what the hell Finn Balor was wearing, <laughs> but he was yeah, wearing, right, wearing see, something. Like, I
2: saw the clips of that, and I was like, I, I was really confused because I didn't think it was Finn Balor at first.
0: Put per- uh, a black pleather plant pants and a and a purple bandana hang out of his pocket. Uh, I'm sure
2: that means like something to some subculture.
0: Uh, but hey, you know, at least uh, I guess we got another. For some reason, we also got a hot dog eating contest because it was the 4th of July, which the repercussions of that saw Otis puking all over Chad Gable. Awesome. We also had Gunter, sorry, Volta, beating up R-Truth, dressed as Uncle Sam, which... I don't know why Gun uh, why Volta uh, was being booed because I think that's the biggest baby face <laughs> move that's I have ever say. seen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: only in the US <laughs> is that the is that the heel move.
0: Um, but at least we got a very good No Holds Barred match between Asuka and Becky Lynch. That is the only highlight I could probably gather from that Raw. Honestly, it was a very it is very blinking. You'll miss it. Yeah. Yeah smackdown on the other hand oh boy oh there's one segment in particular that dan is itching at the bit to talk about shall we talk all right. about maximum male models okay.
2: okay first thing first things first right right i have no problem with this concept right we all like a good model gimmick don't we
1: we are re- we are recorded Big fans, actually. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs>
2: like, we like male model gimmicks, right? Rick Martel, all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, we're, we're about that. <clears throat> we're about that like. See, I, right. I, you know what I love about this? Like Before you get into it, I've just realised that not only have WWE made an entire website of Maximum Male Models, but the tagline yes. for the model agency is to titillate the juices of their guilty pleasures.
2: And, like, first off... <laughs> That's not a business tagline.
0: <laughs> that's
2: I mean... that's that's the that's the back page of one of those books that you see in the curse section at like W. H. Smith's. You know the, the ones I mean. I can't remember the name. The for ones, them, the ones like...
0: with the ones with Fabio on the front cover. Yeah,
2: you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Right, like that's that's like that's like the that's like the blur bit of one of those. That's not a business tagline get out of here get out of here with that stuff all right this is going to be the most niche talking point in wrestling history (laughs) when i have to say
1: to assume
2: (laughs) it's it's bold of me to assume but i can't imagine there are many other wrestling fans that are going to get annoyed over this specific detail compared to me and i believe i may have already spoken about this at one point when we were talking about this concept before when the names got announced but I'm fucking pissed off at the fucking orthography they're using for their names. Oh <laughs> yeah, you're mentioning th- I've mentioned this. <laughs> and the annoying thing and the annoying thing is, right, is that I don't know what fucking conventions they're using or what fucking connection it has to anything, but it pisses me off. It's
0: the way they're pronounced as well.
2: <laughs> because <laughs> apparently for fashion. Just apparently it's WWE. That's just judged by your adjacency to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because how close are you to being European?
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Mansoor from Saudi Arabia. He's definitely European. <laughs> oh, sorry, Mansoor.
2: And they call him Mansoor, and like. I don't know what the fuck they're using to inform that because it was like the first part of it would be mon, not man, and I, and as we said, it would be like Monsieur.
1: What would be so, Marseilles?
2: And like and like and like the thing is, right? You know what? That's not the worst thing in the world because it sounds like Monsieur, like French for Mister.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. just call him Monsieur. <laughs> <laughs> don't try and hide it with like with like r- r- random characters from other completely unconnected alphabets. <laughs> like do do I sound like I'm making sense here, or am I being dumb? <laughs> no.
0: No, you don't. No, this is not. just a case of WWE being dumb again.
2: <laughs> and then like and then like does it say was it Marseille?
0: Yes, Marseille.
2: There's no accent over the first A. (laughs) Just may say, may say, (laughs) like Uh. this. This is what wrestling has done to me.
0: (laughs) It's what's done to everyone, really. You take a guy (laughs) as talented as Eloy Drake. (laughs) Um, What do you? You have nothing for him except being.
2: I just love how WWE's default thing is just, like, make him a manager.
0: Make him a manager. Yes, former Impact champion. You know, former National NWA champion. I know
2: know he's not, like, in the prime of his, like, career and working age, but, like, still.
0: He's younger than Finn Balor.
2: That's what I mean, (laughs)
0: like... (laughs) That's the thing! He's younger than Finn Balor for crying out fucking loud. Weird. (laughs) Oh, but I will tell you what. Can you, this can right. you can you imagine the
2: concept, right, <laughs> of like the Rock returning and then being made a manager? Because
0: that that's no, because that's literally what they've done, isn't it?
2: No, but like when he did it, like the first time, yeah. Like that just feels. I mean, of course, of course that sounds like I'm like equating Eli Drake <laughs> to the Rock, but like you
0: know. he does have the charisma of the Rock. I'd say it's in terms of anyone who's come anywhere near close to it. I dare say that Eli Drake has been the closest one to it.
2: It's just it's just weird and confusing. I'm just here like, why are you making these decisions?
0: (laughs) Hey, at least we've got Brennan and Manny doing actually doing something together (laughs) for once in WWE. I mean, that's
2: the the thing. That's why. I mean, I'm just happy that I say Mace, Theo Madden's doing something.
0: (laughs) I wonder if he'll still call his finisher the Nico Nico Knee. I hope so. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what, right? I'd say, look, if,
2: if, if model that's an unabashed weeb.
0: If if Brennan brings anything to this, I still hope he brings his JoJo energy to this character.
2: <laughs> no, but this could be the perfect place for JoJo energy.
0: I mean, really, really think about it. Is there any other way you could possibly bring more Jojo influence into your gimmick than being a male model? male model.
1: (laughs) I mean, like, physically? No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, Max Dupree, I swear to God, the way he's now been styled, Eli Drake, he looks like he looks like um, Elias and Ezekiel's long lost third brother, Elrod. (laughs) no (laughs) no also Rene Dupree where's his brother yeah
2: I mean I was just gonna say he he looks like he looks like a couple like 40 to 50 year old guys I see kicking about whenever I end up going towards like Essex but
0: (laughs) you know the entourage of late 30 mid 40 guys going to the club yeah I see it yeah
2: exactly that I see exactly (laughs) that um, I can't lie though. Basically, the only thing out of SmackDown that I really cared about was that whole segment where they had, uh, I'm still gonna refer to him as Volta. Yes. Um, just chopping the shit out of uh, Marcel Bartel.
0: Gunther, strike Ludwig.
2: <laughs> just like, I like it. It's cool.
0: Don't need to turn He's baby face. Fun. Does not need. Uh, Marcel Barthel to turn babyface. Yeah,
2: but that's like the the cursed reality that we're facing.
0: (laughs) Hey, it worked for Virgil back in 91. Surely it'll work for everybody else. WWE,
2: never learning from their mistakes.
0: (laughs) Should we talk about (laughs) AEW?
2: Let's go ahead. Uh, As I said to these guys before we started, I have only watched like half of Dynamite and then like the highlights from Rampage. So uh all I'm gonna say is um you know, Christian
0: top top level insulter. And people thought Christian Cage was winding down.
2: It's an it's another instant classic.
0: And people uh, and we we all knew how good Christian was, and people were sleeping on him. He's been on top form. And they thought, and, and people also thought that the only person that could be as good a heel would only be MJF. But come on, Christians proved that he could be just as good, if not better. Holy yeah, shit! Actually, I hope he cleared that up with Matt and Jeff. What he said to I'm Matt,
2: gonna, I'm going to assume that he did.
0: A, because they've known each other for like nearly twenty or twenty just, odd years yeah. at this point. <laughs>
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna assume he did but man it's just it's just another instant classic w
0: yes and having dark I mean, I luchasaurus as well
2: i still don't know how i feel about it <laughs> i guess i'm okay with it it doesn't really do much for me though mm. um but like just just the, just the thing of like Christian just turning up and just being like, yo, I'm just insult your entire family. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> just just the look of it. he he looks like he is gaining life the more he insults.
2: Oh him. no, he straight looks like he's enjoying it as well. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I loved it. That that was that's that was pretty great.
0: Did we get one of the best heel turns of all time as well on Darlight when we saw that uh, that that the that Billy and the Ass Boys turned on uh on the acclaimed, especially when Anthony Bowens went finger me, Daddy, and he and he and and and, and Billy went for the famouser.
2: Words I never want to hear again in my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: hey, at about- least we got Roosh.
2: I mean, like, I'm happy about that, but like, also, it feels like way after the fact at this point.
0: True, true. We've got Eddie Kingston yeah. doing a great promo We're on uh, on Chris Jericho. <laughs> As well.
2: Let me let me tell you what uh, Eddie Kingston's promo reminded me of. Y'all have seen like real time fan dubs, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know that one where that's I I want to say it's like Sonic Adventure Two. With Alfred as Eggman, you just go, I'm going to kill you, then kill you again. That is what that promo reminded me of. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that is just the exact energy that I I get from Eddie Kingston right now.
0: (laughs) We got a terrific rampage. I I dare say this week's Rampage was a little bit better than this week's Dynamite, if you ask me.
2: Potentially, yeah.
0: Um... Not only because we got an incredible match between Takeshita and Eddie Kingston, which I, which you know, we got, we got a Kings Road match on free TV. I was say,
2: they, they just said, "Yo, do you always run this back real quick?"
0: <laughs> you just, you just back suplexed each other on the fucking ring apron seventeen times. and we good?
2: Eddie and Takeshita turned up. Eddie said, "Yo, you ever seen All Japan before?" And Takeshita was like, "I have all my tapes with me."
0: <laughs> so Dakesh just looked at it, it they that-
2: then proceeded, proceeded to watch like 17 of them in like in a row and then went yeah we can do this
0: <laughs> we had Dan Housen, the lawyer representing yes. Orange Cassidy and punching Mark Sterling square in the balls
2: With, Actually, I, what I'm going to argue is the correct form <laughs>
0: And then we had uh, we had uh, a really good tag match, which now sets up the J- Jonathan Gresham turning heel on Lee Moriarty, and we're getting uh, Fighter Fest Week One. We're getting Lee Moriarty versus Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor Championship. I, I am excited. I am very excited. I'll tell you this, right? If done properly, and we get into Death Before Dishonor, and we get the relaunch of Ring of Honor, this could be the next great Ring of Honor rivalry. And we've had great it's rivalries. Crazy,
2: right? We're getting this match on free, like basically equivalent of like for, or for the US free TV. We have to watch it on Fight.
0: But. <laughs> it's true. It's 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 going to be a bloody good. It's going to be a good match, and if done properly, I think this should be the first really good Stamp poll rivalry that that, that Tony Khan's Ring of Honor should yeah. base itself on.
2: Like, it's just a shame
0: I'm poor and can't afford. Can't afford say, the- say. <laughs> 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 that said, the, new, re- the re- new redesign of Ring of Honor, I really like. I like the I just redesign like the, I of Ring just of Honor. I just like
2: the fact that he just kept it simple.
0: Exactly, exactly. Oh! On top of that, we also get Willy Uta versus Daniel Garcia at Death Before Dishonor for the, the oh, Pure I'm Championship.
2: So, I, am, I am
0: so excited! So excited! Super excited for that! So yeah, yeah not bad. Week oh yeah, we've also week two of fighter fest. We're getting Jericho versus Kingston and a barbed wire death match.
2: Which again, just giving me that I'm going to kill you, then kill you again.
0: This is Eddie Kingston going. I I've screwed my love for, uh, for all Japan. I'm, I'm I'm channeling Terry Funk now. <laughs> <laughs> you damn son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, looking forward... I'm I'm quite I'm quite looking forward to Fighter Fest. Just from those two matches alone, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so, uh I mean in terms of other things Um Gosh, I haven't really been able to keep up with much outside of that. I, which is strange for me considering i do like to keep my finger on the pulse of everything going on in japan but i haven't really had the chance to be able to the only thing i've heard is that we're getting john moxley versus el desperado at new japan strong
2: which is just i feel like that has the potential to be like highly cursed
0: (laughs) and it's taking place at the nashville state fairgrounds where the old nwa tna was filmed
2: (laughs) The the spirit of the <laughs> X Division will run wild, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so that that be haunted energy in there.
0: That is very haunted energy in that building, especially. <laughs> but um, anything else, Dan, in terms of news uh, that we might?
2: No, I think I think that's it.
0: Lovely, lovely stuff, Reardon. Let's visit you for recommendation corner. What have you got for us this week, my dude? Doki doki.
1: Guys, how do you feel about two superhero projects that are almost the exact opposite of each other?
2: Pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, you're in luck, <laughs> as For Love and Thunder has officially come out in the UK. Don't at me anywhere else. It is. Oh man, I'm, I'm liking. I'm. I am liking. Marvel, say what you will. They're swinging for the fences forever now. They just have, all, they have all the money. They don't give a fuck anymore. They're riding, this, they're me. riding this boat
0: until they get back to doing like Captain America nineteen ninety. Pretty much,
1: pretty much. <laughs> or it's David like, Hasselhoff, gonna, Nick Fury. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna go right back round. Um, word of warning, this one is gonna be a love it or you hate it. I have seen I I kinda like it quite a bit, especially as I think about it more. My friend who watched it hates it. Mm. Like hates it. So this is a this is a don't at the sweet chin wag if you don't like it. <laughs> um on the other side of things, the boys, Thesis 3 has finally ended. <laughs> so you could watch all of it now. Um I don't recommend the comic. I dislike the comic mm. quite a bit. Qu- qu- that's a that's a like a that's, that's a an understatement. Movie. That's a gross understatement
0: to say. Yeah, like
1: I could get into my feelings on the boys and the opera of Garth Ennis for like a, two solid hours. But Same. i really like yeah, yeah, I but I've really liked the boys, like the TV show quite a bit. Mm. And whilst I do have my quibbles with this season, overall it's it's a show that really wears its heart on its sleeve. <laughs> Whether you like that heart or not, I don't know.
0: You know That's... what? I'm looking forward to the fourth season and actually having a cameo appearance by
1: by Cody Rhodes. You know, I really want that to happen. <laughs> I really want him, Cody Rhodes, in in Boys Universe to be a big fan of Homelander. It seems appropriate. <laughs> it makes so much yeah, sense. Yeah, but that would
2: require <laughs> <apply a> self
0: awareness, <laughs> like... which he does not have. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's a shame. It's a real shame <laughs> that he doesn't have that. But those are my recommendations. Watch it, think about it, and uh, make your own opinions and don't at me. <laughs> Especially with Four Love and Thunder.
0: <laughs> oh, alrighty then. So it is time to get on to our last episode all on Pride Month. And we're ending with quite. One, possibly one of my favourite female wrestlers uh, in modern wrestling today. The one and only Queen of Spades herself, Shayna Baszler. Now, as we always like to do with these retrospectives, I like to start off with an opening question. And the question I like to pose to you two is... Shayna Baszler, discuss. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
1: Shayna um... Baszler... Shayna Baszler in the WWE is one of those, is one of those wrestlers where I don't know what happened because mm. I saw her in my in her heyday of NXT, <clears throat> where she was basically like next to Oscar, the deadliest woman on that, rust, on that yeah. roster. Yeah. Not 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 the <clears throat> best wrestler, the deadliest. Mm, very yes. specific. And then she just suddenly stopped being the deadliest, which we will discuss. And it's very, very confusing. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, basically it was like this was at the time when I was basically only watching NXT. Mm. Um, And I was like, oh, shit. Like, who the fuck is that? Um... Like just clearing house, like absolutely dismantling people, and then just like no,
0: yeah, yeah. It was almost like you can't be that. It almost like even I dare say, and I'll get into it. I've it was as soon as she made her main roster first appearance at the Royal Rumble it was like that. No, you can't be this, and it's. So upsetting because it's like it, it,
2: it's, it's just it's just confusing though, because it's like I don't know how useful a comparison this is. Mm. But like if I say that I feel like the intention was that they were gonna bring in Shayna Baszler as like kind of an analogue to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. In the women's division. Yeah. And then they just decided no. <laughs>
1: yeah Yeah, they really just decided actually we're not doing that that's what it really feels like it's and i'm sure sam will try to explain it or at (laughs) least give us give us the history of it happening but it's really confusing yeah it's really confusing i mean i mean i've got to guide
0: you through this and even i'm freaking confused as through my research and just watching matches but it's what confuses me even even more or d- leaves me dumbfounded is how quick it happened from shana being called up to the main roster
2: i mean it's one of those it's one of those many times where we've spoken about like the the, the apparent difference of nxt and main roster mm. And how those differing philosophies tend to kind of clash.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. no, no, no more of a better example than poor Shayna, if I'm honest. But before we get there, let us go back to the beginning, like we always like to do with these retrospectives. So, yeah. born in August of 1980, Shayna Baszler was quite a gifted, uh, gifted athlete, as we usually is the case with these retrospectives, and she did have quite the on and love for martial arts and professional wrestling as a matter of fact but she chose quite early in life to start becoming a martial artist she ended up becoming a kung kru in the muay thai kickboxing association as well as a brown belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu but she wanted to combine or try to incorporate more catch wrestling into her repertoire and sought out the training services of josh barnett
2: what a guy <laughs> what a guy. an
0: episode what a we definitely guy. have to do because josh barnett's career is an incredibly interesting one not only being an so incredibly <laughs> an incredibly gifted mixed martial artist but being an absolute based professional wrestler <laughs> as well <laughs> which is very hard to come by i feel like barnett kevin randleman and buzz rutin are the only three well that and well, of course, Ken Shamrock and Minoru Suzuki, but those like are ones that you, you know, that, are you those just, are the are obvious just, ones. Are you
2: just telling me that at some point we just need to do an episode around the entirety of just hustle?
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> we need to do one on hustle. <laughs> so, um, because of Baszler and Barnett's lo- uh to Barnett's location, uh, Baszler lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Barnett in Southern California. Uh, Baszler wasn't able to actually be properly trained physically in person by Barnett. So one of the very first things Barnett did (laughs) was write a syllabus and film several videos teaching her the step-by-step basics and techniques of catch wrestling. Crazy, isn't it? (laughs) Also, as well, not only did she receive training by Josh Barnett, but by the legend himself, Billy Robinson. Hell yeah. British wrestling legend, Once Billy again, Robinson. Once again, the UK wins. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, Baszler would go on to have her first MMA fight back in 2006. And ended up actually garnering quite an impressive ring streak in her early career. But she was also famed for using a hammerlock during her time in MMA. It was one of the very few people in mixed martial arts that actually used the hammerlock as an effective submission to set up another submission. So she would uh, be able to use that as a transitionary move to get into the, onto the back of her opponents. Which, when you think about it, is actually quite a good way to use a hammerlock in, I guess, in a mixed martial arts kind of setting. Yeah
2: yeah i mean it makes it it makes sense as a transition
0: Mm. because i i wouldn't think that trying to use that as a finishing submission would work considering you they like the opponent still has one hand one arm free you know
2: yeah you'd have to you'd have to move into somewhere else but i guess if you're taking back control then yeah that makes sense
0: exactly so under the request of barnett funnily enough during her beginnings in mixed martial arts barnett suggested that Baszler carry an electric guitar to the cage there's a little gimmick to see that you know that she was like kind of like a very different outspoken rebellious uh fighter uh, amongst uh other contemporaries
2: i can't i can't lie i don't see how that would work i feel like yeah. that's maybe a little bit too far on the uh the you? Would, would, would you yeah.
0: would you be surprised I mean, to I
2: see that, I, I say that knowing full well that is israel adesanya literally like last week
0: came out as the, the undertaker yes. but... <laughs> so would you believe me if i said that basil reluctantly agreed to do this yeah i you
2: can't
1: can, the, I the can't
2: operative s- word there is reluctantly yeah
1: i can't see her being like i can't see her just holding a guitar that just feels like a very foreign object there
0: hmm It's very, very different, just weird. It seems to be, like, needlessly excessive for just a walkout, you know? Oh, absolutely. But later on, Barnett would actually be, would strike gold by actually uh, coining the Queen of Spades nickname due to her ability, funnily enough, not only to be kind of for her submission magic, but also Shayna Baszler's quite adept at performing card tricks. Yeah, so her and Nigel McGuinness share something in common, (laughs) is that they're both really good at card tricks.
1: You know, I actually really, I've always wondered, I have always, always wondered if she's any good. That's actually made me quite happy.
2: (laughs) So what you're telling me is that all the references to playing cards do have a reason. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: Exactly. So to, I'll give you an abridged version of Shayna's uh, mixed martial arts career. She started at a little company called MFC on a date okay. on a pay-per-view card known as USA versus Russia.
2: Of course. <laughs>
0: really? She would win her she would win a, one of her first submission uh, victories in 2007 against Sama- Samantha Gaveri, won by Kimura. She would then end up fighting for Elite XC, uh, and then eventually going over to Strike Force when they started becoming uh, incorporating uh, female divisions into Strike Force. Yeah. As a matter of fact, this is the thing that makes me. Uh, this is the thing that kind of makes me go, "Huh." Uh, Basler would end up debuting at stri- in at Strike Force Challengers, which was the equivalent to what the UFC's TV show, which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh but I believe that <clears throat> Baszler was on I'm probably gonna correct me if I'm wrong by saying this. I believe uh Baszler was on Chris Cyborg's team in this uh, in this season. Uh she I would end up losing her kind of, her her uh, match against I believe it was Sarah Co- Kaufman. There we go. She would lose by unanimous decision. But shortly after uh Strike Force would close, uh Baszler would go on Having a couple of matches here and there in the independent MMA scene and in Japan for a couple of promotions, but in in two thousand and ten, uh, or oh, sorry, two thousand and thirteen, I should say, uh, she would make her debut for the UFC, appearing on the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> wow! Uh, yeah. And she would pair, She would be uh, selected as the first team pick for Team Rousey. Uh, she would end interesting. up interesting <laughs> interesting interesting i know uh Baszler would end up eventually uh losing i believe in the second round of fights uh, during that season but would go on to uh, go on to eventually get into the finale but her, the opponent she had would act would which was actually the same opponent she lost to in the strike force tv show pulled out at the <laughs> last minute Okay. Uh Batesville would go on to have two fights in the UFC, both losing in both occasions she would end up losing. And she would retire soon after being released from the UFC with a record of fifteen wins, eleven losses, with eleven oh, sorry, fifteen of those wins, uh sorry, thirteen of those wins I should say, coming by submission, one by knockout, one by decision. So not a bad career, all in all, in MMA to have uh, to have 15 wins, 11 losses. Not a bad career at all. Soon after that, though, she would end up uh, appearing on independent wrestling shows. Uh, her love for pro wrestling didn't really go away. And as a matter of fact, the reason she sought out Josh Barnett was because she wanted to learn a little bit more professional wrestling. So went back to train a little bit more with Josh Barnett. But before that... Her first actual appearance in a professional wrestling ring would be at Ring of Honor's 13th anniversary show in March 1st, 2015, where she would accompany Red Dragon to the ring for their Ring of Honor Tag Championship defense.
2: That makes so much sense.
0: Yeah. It really
2: does. In, all, in, all, in all fairness, Bobby Fish was actually there when catch wrestling was invented, so.
0: Because <laughs> he is 10,000 years old at this point.
2: Oh, he is? <laughs> <laughs> you so, can't convince me that Bobby Fish wasn't just taken straight out of the Victorian era.
1: No,
0: he that that no, um, yeah, that is true. That is that is legit true from his timeline, straight <laughs> up. So after receiving much more training and finesse from Josh Barnett, Baszler would make her debut at the QPW APW joint show, where she would be defeated by cheerleader Melissa. <laughs> I mean i'm not i mean it's strange Str- true true
2: but like you know melissa had been on the scene for a while so
0: yes yes if no one knows who cheerleader uh, melissa is her most um famous i guess role as a wrestler would be as raisha saeed in tna i mean yeah that's i mean that's a whole separate thing right <laughs> yes yes would you believe that though being- uh Baszler's second match would be part of a, as a six man tag match in okay. in, in Stardom. <laughs> her second ever her match,
2: second match ever,
0: her second match ever was uh, put in a team: uh, Shayna Basler, Datura, and Brittany Wonder taking on Aido Tai. Just...
2: That is strange.
0: Yeah, taking on the 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 the, the, the members of Aido Tai were Act Yashikawa. Chris Wolfe yeah. and Kyoko Kimura. shout out to Chris Wolfe. It's <laughs> so
2: strange that her second match ever
0: was in Stardom. And this was during Stardom's US tour as well. And it was actually through this that uh, Shayna would actually um, catch the eye of Stardom. And this is where she would uh, she would have an incredible run in Stardom. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself, so we shall go on to where I where where I started, uh, which was back in earlier in her career. She would end up actually debuting for AIW, Absolute Intense Wrestling in a ma- in a really good match against Mia Yim. Hell yeah! She would have a couple of more matches against Vader Scott. Heidi Lovelace, who of course we now know as Ruby Soho. She would win against Heidi to become AIW Women's Champion. Would defend it in 2015, uh, 2016, I should say, against Britt Baker.
2: The timeline! <laughs> and I then like go it.
0: on to have an incredible match at the end of November, once more, against Lovelace. Uh, ended up being one of her very first rivalries, and she credits as being one of her very first matches. She and opponents she really enjoyed working with. Again, Ruby I mean, that, Soho, stay winning, sense. stays I winning. Made,
2: I think that makes sense, though. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was through these, though, during that during AI her time in AIW, and during her time uh, working those two US tours that Stardom put on, that she ended up <coughs> uh, working more for uh, Stardom. And it was actually making her debut in January the fir- uh, 3rd, of January, 2017, teaming up with Mayu Iwatani and Jungle Kiona to defeat Sumi Sakai, Kagetsu, and Kyoko Kimura.
2: Wow, they really just said, yo, let's just get the all-stars out. <laughs> and
0: a really good six-man tag as <laughs> well. just
2: like, yo, let's, let's just get out all the names.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really good, really good match. I highly recommend if anyone has a chance to see it. Go watch that debut match. Really freaking good. Oh,
2: um, but now I'm, look- I'm just looking this up because I'm seeing the the, the day two of that, and I'm just seeing K- Kaylee Ray Nixon Newell and Shayna Baszler defeat hojo Konami and Mayu Iwatani, and I'm just like, wow.
0: It's a re- that's a really I'm good match as well. Was
2: 2017 stardom?
0: <laughs> yeah, like so so good. <laughs> God damn. So. She's making waves, as we can see, in multi man in multi woman matches. Uh <laughs> she ended up um ending up having quite a number of these matches, as a matter of fact. She ended up teaming at one point with Diona Perrazzo. She ended up teaming uh, ended up facing off against um Jungle Kiona and Momo Watanabe in a free in a really good freeway match. Also going up against Viper and Hiromi Mamura. In a yeah. really good match as well. Uh, but it wasn't until the uh, till February of 2017 when she beat down the World of Stardom champion Io Shirai in the middle of the ring and made her intentions clear. She was coming for the World of Stardom championship. And that match would be set up at Kuroku and Hall in the Stardom of Champions card Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler in a really good near-set sub-17 minute match. Highly recommend you go watch it. Losing effort from Baszler, but put her on the bloody map. Really yeah. freaking good match. And she caught the attention of more than one people, more than one t- uh, more than one person in WWE. But most importantly, caught the eye of William Regal.
2: I mean, Shayna Baszler is the kind of person that William Regal would just absolutely love anyway.
1: She <laughs> so freaking yeah. I of Baszler's the kind of person where William Regal would just come up to him and kind of go, congratulations, you're my daughter now. <laughs> <laughs> just walks just walk,
2: up, says nothing, you're hired. <laughs> <It's>
0: just it. <laughs> so, before we get to WWE, <laughs> we've got to get through a couple of other things. Uh, Baszler would end up trying to go for the SWA Undisputed World Women's Championship at Stardom against Tony Storm in a really good match, again. Shayna Baszler's just having good match after good match. She had a really good match against Alison K for the AIW Women's Championship. Another match against uh, Shotzi Blackheart as well. That was really damn good as well. She ended up having a really, like a surprisingly good match against ODB. Oh. For the AIW Women's Championship. It's
2: a choice, but...
0: But it wouldn't be... Until July of 2017, where Basler was announced as she was taking part in the inaugural uh, May Young Classic, and basically this was a star-making performance for Basler yeah. in this tournament. Uh, so she ended up defeating Zada in the very first round, uh, Mia Yim in the second round, Candice LeRae in the f- in the quarterfinals and uh, mercedes martinez in the semis it's bloody good may young classic if anyone's got a chance to yeah. has gone back and exactly. watched that and they really put a lot of stock like exactly... lots of stock on shana
2: which is exactly why i believe that the may young classic should be returning
0: yes it really should
2: because it's goddamn great
0: gosh i remember oh gosh if i remember who was in that tournament we had of course Mae- mercedes martinez mia yim Zada. Candice LeRae. We had Rhea Ripley. Uh, uh, I mean, T- Ty Conti. I mean, I... Tony Storm. Zaya Lee. Uh, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Hojo. Kaylee Ray. <laughs> um, uh, Kimberly, Lee, Bianca Belair. Dakota Kai. Um, yeah. Gosh. Jazzy Gabbert. Uh, freaking hell. We had a lot in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Piper Niven as well. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. I won't talk about Tessa Blanchard. Get <laughs> yeah. the lesson about Tessa the We'll
2: Believe that.
0: <laughs> so it was a stacked tournament without question. Uh, one that, of course, has said they put a lot of stock on Shayna. And shortly after the tournament, I think literally the day of the finals, she was signed. <laughs> that's, how I,
2: that's how you know.
0: So, uh, Baszler would make her NXT debut officially on a house show, on the house show loop, where she would team with the iconic duo to take on Aaliyah, Dakota Kai, and Kairi Sane.
2: Of course, naturally.
0: (laughs) As As one should do, of course. Yeah. And so... uh, she would make her televised debut actually on the December sixth episode of NXT in twenty seventeen, attacking Kyrie Sane in that in that uh, in that episode, and would make and make her intentions clear. She is coming for the NXT Women's Championship. She would defeat Dakota Kai in her in ring debut by referee stoppage, and would continue to attack Kai until Ember Moon would go on and make the save. Sorry, I've made, I made a little bit of a boo-boo there. It was actually Kyrie Sane wasn't champion at the time. It was actually Ember Moon. My apologies. I forgot that. <laughs> so this, of course, uh, the the uh, the Ember Moon and Baszler would end up, of course, coming t- to their to loggerheads and would end up fighting and leading to a title match in NXT TakeOver Philadelphia in January 2018, <clears throat> where Moon would defeat Baszler to retain it, but was... It was a uh, was Pearl Harbored by Baszler afterwards?
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: this would of course lead to another title match at Takeover New Orleans. You know, really freaking good match. Again, I keep saying really freaking good, but this is just Basler. At this point, was took to it like a duck to water oh, yeah, it's, professional it's just, it's just, wrestling. Just
2: hitting, just hitting it heavy and having bangers bite back to back
0: just taking that style of, of MMA kickboxing and submission and catch wrestling into and, and into professional wrestling just worked wonders for Baszler oh, yeah. but at New TakeOver New Orleans Baszler would defeat Moon by technical submission with the Kimura curf- uh, so, <clears throat> uh sorry not clutch. clutch sorry I swallowed my tongue as i was trying to say it <laughs> to win the NXT women's championship she would go on to have defences against Dakota Kai, ended up having a feud with Nikki Cross, culminating <clears throat> at sh- uh, TakeOver Chicago 2, which I still remember the visual of Baszler choking out Nikki Cross as Nikki Cross was smiling over the fact that she was being <laughs> choked out. That's awesome. <laughs> and would end up going to have a storied rivalry against Kyrie Sane. That would culminate at bro- uh, TakeOver Brooklyn 4, where Kyrie Sane would win the NXT Women's Championship, ending Baszler's 133-day reign as NXT Women's Champion.
2: Pretty sizable. You ain't ain't hear this from me, but frankly, it should have been longer.
0: (laughs) It should have been longer. Granted, I understand why they put the belt on Sane at TakeOver 4 at Brooklyn 4. Yeah. But it should have been a bit longer, if you ask me.
2: I know. I feel, I completely understand the choice.
0: <laughs>
1: it's
0: just like <laughs> it <should have> been. <laughs> So, at, at at the one and only evolution, which is an absolute crime, because there should have been more women's exclusive pay per views. What was the what was the uh, what was the corporate jargon that they that they've specified that they've not put one on? Wasn't it like oh, it was to kind of. Was it to pander to the to the roster, wasn't it? Or something like that?
2: No, it well, no, it was um well, the, it was part of they're like, Oh well, it it didn't draw enough, so it's not worth doing again. But in reality it's because they knew they were gonna get heat for doing the Saudi show, so they were like, we'll do evolution and like it kind of, you know. If we if we do a show with a with an incredibly morally questionable government, then if we do a show for the women, it's like it balances out, right?
0: Yeah. No wonder Mickey James was so pissed at them for that.
2: Like you know, like you know when you're playing a game that has like a really shit karma system (laughs) and so you just go through and like kill an entire town, but like you give an old guy some money and then it's like it balances out. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's that's what that's that's the system they were working on.
0: Yeah. See, it's not as it's not as good as the is the cop triad system in Sleeping Dogs.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so it's Evol- more like
2: Fallout Free Karma. Yes,
0: that's the one. That's the <laughs> so at Evolution, Sane and Baszler would have uh, uh <clears throat> would have their third match, and uh Basler would defeat Sane to retain the title, becoming the first ever two time NXT Women's Champion. Bazda would go on to successfully defend her title once more against Sane at Takeover War Games. She would go on to face Bianca Belair at Takeover right, Phoenix.
2: I quite enjoy that match.
0: I I quite enjoy that match, <clears throat> I did, I that
2: match as well. It's uh, quite a compact match for what it's trying to be, but I do quite like
1: it. I mm. Haven't seen that match actually. Oh
0: no! Highly recommend it. Go watch that match, Ryden. Uh, a Fatal Four Way match at Takeover New York against Sane, Belair, and Io
1: Shirai. oh Oh, i remember that's a good match that's a a match i saw that's a very good match
2: fucking slaps
0: (laughs) it's everything i want from like 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 the like the nxt women's division i'll say it's anything i want from the wwe and the and the women's division in general yeah absolutely look
1: i'm a simple man I am a very simple man. I see Io Shirai and then that's it. That's all I need. It's done. So.
0: Correct. He's a man of culture. The true man of culture very you are, Reardon.
2: Very cultured.
0: <laughs> I believe it was actually, uh, it might have been shortly after this rivalry, whilst on the subject of Io because I love talking about this, when someone in the crowd said to her, go back to China, and she said, I'm Japanese, bitch, and then did a full split to just just to piss the guy off.
2: It's- Flex.
0: Yes, <laughs> flex.
2: Yo, just... I'm going to just do this one real quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, this would, uh, after that Fatal 4-Way, Baszler would then start a feud with Shirai. Eventually, they would then meet up at TakeOver 25, where Baszler would defend, successfully retain her title against Shirai. And on the June 26th episode of NXT, in a steel cage match. Blooming yes. good steel cage match. On NXT... Yes. Yeah. Never forget
2: what they took from us.
0: <laughs> Never forget what they what, what, what the black and gold used to be. She would then end up retaining her title against Mia Yim and eventually against Candice LeRae as well. On the first November the first episode of SmackDown, Baszler was one of the very first NXT wrestlers to invade the show when she attacked Nikki Cross, Shasha Banks and Bayley. And later that night, Baszler would join Triple H and the rest of the NXT roster as they declared war on Raw and SmackDown and vowed to win the Survivor Series brand warfare. Yes, do you remember that Survivor Series when yeah. all three brands went up against one another and Keith Lee actually looked like he could he could stand toe to toe with Roman that, Reigns?
2: That gave me so much hope, and then all of it was dashed from me.
1: Yeah, that was a that was a cruel one, wasn't it?
2: Like oh! I even chose to look past the choice of Volta being eliminated first from that like Survivor Series match, and I was like, you know what? Maybe things will be okay. I could not have been more wrong.
0: But <laughs> w- weren't we all wrong? <laughs> this, of course, after Survivor Series, we had Takeover War Games, which saw the very first ever Women's War Games match. Mhm. Loved. Loved this one. Uh, so yeah. we had <laughs> we had Team Baszler versus Team Ripley. On Team Ripley, we had Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, and Dakota Kai taking on Team Baszler, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. Now, if correct me if I'm wrong, this, of course, was also, I believe, the War Games match which saw Dakota Kai turn on Tegan Knox um i believe the the eo trash can spot didn't come until the next War Games match. No, no,
2: the, the, the trash can spot was the next one this was the one where dakota like went to leave the cage and then like kicked tegan Knox's head in
0: yes and, that's... and i believe
2: locked her back in the cage again yeah i might be wrong on that that may have been from a different War Games match i remember that i have a distinct memory of that happening though <laughs> someone will correct me
0: <laughs> so after that War games match, Ripley got the chance to take on Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. And on the 18th of December episode of NXT, hey, my birthday, Baszler would lose the championship to Ripley, ending that reign at 416 days, Ooh, making
1: yeah!
0: Shayna Baszler the sixth longest reigning women's champion of... After sensational Sherry's reign of 441 days,
2: oh, that's so awesome! Thanks.
0: And gentlemen, this is where it all goes fucking downhill from it here. It is
2: Literally, like at this moment, yeah. then everything just collapses.
0: <sighs> this is the. This bit is that's this hang is
2: almost me. this is almost like the Game of Thrones finale of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Elaborate. I'm actually, I'm actually very okay by this one.
2: It this is basically piggybacking off that one tweet, which was like, um, never since uh the Game of Thrones like final season or whatever, um, have I seen a piece of media collapse so dramatically from uh social relevancy. <laughs> Yeah. And how Game of Thrones was like the thing everyone spoke about, and then after the finale, no one wants a single thing to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. And how after basically that moment of losing the NXT title and then <laughs> Shade and Basil moving to main roster. Like we literally had so much hope. We get to like elimination chamber and then it just like collapses.
0: <laughs> yeah oh gosh it's
2: not it's not a steep decline it's literally just a straight line down
0: it really really freaking is shall we shall we chronicle how this all happened then gentlemen yes so royal rumble 2020 car man 2020 seems like a fucking lifetime ago even though it feels like it was yesterday
2: i know
0: she would enter the women's royal rumble match at number 30 would go on to eliminate eight participants, which tied the record for most eliminations in a women's rumble match, before being the last woman eliminated by Charlotte Flair, who would win the match. Of course, we know why that happened there. Charlotte Flair decided to go for the NXT title for some fucking bizarre reason.
2: No, it gets
0: bro, it gets more viewers to NXT. <laughs> yeah, oh, I fucking bet yeah, it man. does.
2: Charlotte Flair like, refuses to drop the title to
0: any of them. Gosh. On February 2020, Baszler would make her main roster debut and attack Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch. And of course, this was the one where Shayna Baszler bit the neck, bit the back of the neck of Lynch, which caused blood to be drawn and just like Baszler's mouth filled with blood of course because you know she's vicious you know that's what they do in women's cage fighting you know they they, they, they bite each other I'm pretty sure Vince minds as well as they, they do it topless as well don't they uh,
2: I'm sure there's some market for that out there but I don't think that's what the UFC are doing
0: no mm. I, I mean John the- Laurinaitis the- would probably be up for it yeah. I
2: mean like I can't lie I haven't seen that much MMA mm. but what I have seen I don't remember anyone ever biting someone's face
0: yeah, yeah. Vince, it's MMA not... MMA
2: fighters are not vampires. I was going
0: to say, they're not Mike Tyson either.
2: So, like, <laughs> I feel like the bar... I mean, like, it, it's not exactly difficult. You, I'm sure you could easily have, like, found one of her fights from MMA. Exactly.
0: Like, the two We're fights you could have seen... In like fucking... Yeah, you could have seen her stint on the Ultimate Fighter it was readily accessible. Like... Nothing that
2: that, actually no i say that that implies that wwe put four four into stuff
0: that's true should we get to elimination chamber what dominating Let's performance in elimination chamber Dude, she would elimination win.
2: chamber performance is so good because it's literally what it's supposed to be
0: <laughs> yes yeah, so baszler would win that no i see win it but she completely fucking eviscerated the elimination chamber it's, by eliminating Every single contestant rest- or participant in is, that match. Is
2: the, is the wrestling equivalent of that line from Watchmen, which is, I'm not I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me.
0: <laughs> in that one moment, Shayna Baszler became Raw Champion.
2: <laughs> literally, though. Yeah. It's literally every other participant is just terrified of Shayna Baszler. So,
0: and this, rightfully is, so. this is perfect. Shayna Baszler, who's been on such an incredible form our dominating run in NXT works tremendously. She's coming up to the main roster. They're doing a very similar thing. She completely dominated the Elimination Chamber. She's becoming number one contender. Off to the the weirdest WrestleMania in all of recorded history of WrestleManias. we get to WrestleMania yeah. 36. <laughs> right as we're in the peak of what's been going on in the
2: world. We're in- <laughs> and we
0: get we're in Shayna, the middle of the Panasonic. The pa- yep, yeah, the Panasonic the panini we get to WrestleMania 36 and we get Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship this kind of writes itself you know yeah. lynch yeah. of course being the man the po- most popular you know uh women's wrestler in WWE but what better way to kind of show that she has a like a chink in the armor than by baszler winning the championship it all seemed like the writing was there the way they were building Baszler up ye of little faith <laughs> of course Even Baszler the lost thing the fucking about badge this,
2: though, is that everything that comes after it
0: yeah because literally Cause this, after whole this time
2: when literally after this becky lynch just goes i have to vacate the title
0: because i'm gonna be a mom <laughs> i'm
2: no longer a so... man i'm the mum
0: so yeah, Baszler loses. And after that, it, as you said, it pretty much goes downhill from there. After a failed attempt at winning the Money in the Bank briefcase and that can, really weird... I
2: can, I can excuse Money in the Bank, though. Yes. Yeah, money
0: in the Bank Money in the Bank. Mostly because it was that really weird one that took place at Titan Towers. Yeah. And saw Baron Corbin murder Rey Mysterio and Alistair Black by throwing them off the roof. Yeah.
2: Yeah wrestling
0: (laughs) (laughs) so after that for some bizarre reason Vince and John and the creative team thought it would be in their infinite wisdom a good idea to pair Shayna Baszler with the charisma vacuum that is Nia Jax
2: no what they they were doing was they said oh wow we have women's tag titles now
0: (laughs) So we we've need got to...
2: someone to defend them against.
0: <laughs> and this would be them winning their in their first attempt the women's tag championships from then champions Bailey and Sasha Banks.
2: Uh, all right, I choose to treat the women's tag titles. I mean, do they even I assume they still exist right now, right?
0: No, John Laurinaitis is 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 current holder of the women's tag championships.
2: Okay then. Um but at the at this time I choose to treat this as almost like non-canon. Yeah, like this—this this never actually happened. <laughs> no one was taking this seriously. This was like the writers having like a fun exercise, and they just got like published in collected works.
0: <sighs>
2: this doesn't count.
0: They would—they would go on to lose the titles to Oscar and Charlotte Flair, and then Royal Rumble a month later defeat askridge flair to become two-time women's champion and the only team so far to become a two-time women's tag champion
2: <laughs> again though this is Im- this is implying that there's any thought process behind this because yeah. i'm just remembering this is at the whole this is at the whole time when they are in the middle of like the nia jacks power bombs lana through table like yes. thing and they were doing that oh, every God. week and yeah. of
0: course uh, the-, the the infamous nia jacks my hole uh, moment.
2: How does it feel knowing that the stuff we're talking about now is stuff that we probably all covered already at, in the new segment?
0: Yeah, that's the that's the Our bit purpose. that scares the crap out.
2: of me about The even funnier thing about this is is that I don't even feel like it's actually even happened in the first place.
1: Yeah, it like I know that we talked about it. The I th- know that I know for a fact Sam has done has done the reference to it. Yep, and yet it still feels like a fever dream. You know what? The Thunderdome was a fucking weird time there.
2: Oh, it
1: fucking was. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: as we said, that was the reason why we'd made the Orwell Award. But I
2: like Hey, that was deserved.
0: <laughs> that was deserved. Um, This, of course, would end up with Baszler in her second WrestleMania, Mania 37, in a triple threat tag team match, as Baszler and Jax would defend successfully their titles against the teams of Naomi and Lana, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And Natalia and Tamina. Yes, of course, this is the very famous WrestleMania where Mandy Rose went arse over tit during her entrance. That's the only thing of note during this match. <laughs> Just of course. Oh, God dang yeah. it. Um oh, man. They would eventually lose the titles to Natalia and Tamina on an episode of SmackDown in May 2021. And after this, Baszler would begin a feud with Alexa Bliss. Now, the reason for this oh, starting was no. claiming that the use of Bliss's powers are the reason why Basler and Jax lost the tag team championships. Man, oh, I'm, being deserves reminded,
2: more. I'm being reminded that this was a thing.
0: Yes. Was a thing. Yes. Oh, this
2: this storyline up... was, story was garbage.
0: <laughs> it was pish. It was absolute pish. It would end up ending at Hell in a Cell. <laughs> which Basila would end up losing to Bliss.
2: Oh, I forgot about this whole thing. And like after that... Whole, this was where they had the Lily doll do the wink on the screen.
0: Yeah. Yes, and that would end up fucking dew drop oh. as well. Fucking hell. Fuck's sake.
2: <laughs> what actually even was going on like in people's heads when they were writing this?
0: Oh, we don't have Bray Wyatt anymore. Let's bury this shit into the ground.
1: Pretty much.
0: Pretty much that. Pretty much that. So, after weeks of problems between the two of them, Baszler would eventually. Uh, well, Baszler would end up attacking Nia Jax and thus ending their yes. team uh, we, we, once we have, we and have for end, all.
2: We have to do the. Uh, um, the, You know, the. the, the oh, the, our tag team, the, can they coexist?
0: <laughs> and holy moly, guys, honestly, after that, I genuinely. It, it pains me to say that genuinely, after this, there's not a heck of a lot to talk about in Shayna's career in WWE. The only thing of note was that Baszler would end up injuring Eva Marie's arm on a September episode of Raw. She was drafted to SmackDown as part of the 2021 uh draft. She would enter the Queen's Crown Tournament, uh the yeah. Queen of the Ring Tournament, where she would lose to do drop in the semi-finals uh and and after that she would end up having a short-lived tag team with natalia and not much else has happened yeah that,
2: that match was um i mean it had it would have had potential to have been good if they gave it more than like four minutes
0: and so Shayna baszler so far has only been making most appearances in the house show loop and she's been making bit parts and appearances. Yeah, she's been making bit parts and appearances on SmackDown. Um, she ended up appearing. Uh, one of her most notable matches, as of this recording, was uh, ending up being a part of the number one contendership uh, six-pack challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, which would see Natalia win that. Uh, she would end up losing her Money in the Bank qualifying match against Raquel Rodriguez in a blink and you'll miss it match. And her last appearance as of right now was on the 27th of June episode of Raw in the last chance Money in the Bank six-pack match where she would lose to Becky Lynch. Not much else has been seen of Shayna Baszler since that. And it's fucking painful to think about that because we get to this part. What? What? To quote a very famous nerd who likes to get angry at certain video games on YouTube, WHAT THE FUCK WERE THEY THINKING?!
1: It's... You know... If you, like, actually saying the timeline of Shayna Baszler makes this hurt actually a little bit more... Yeah. Me, because... But it's
2: in, like, it's it's in what I like to call living memory. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I've actually, like... When you're putting up timeline, like... No, no, no. I actually... I thought when I jumped into NXT... I was like, I was having to catch up to everything, right? Yeah. With Shayna Baszler, I was there, if not day one, like day five. Yeah. I saw that. And it is rather unsettling to see how it's just... It's just gone. It's not even destroyed. It's just gone. So... Would you like to know the
0: reasoning as to why Vince did this? Has oh, done this to Shayna? This is gonna fucking. Hurt, is it? No
2: is way. it because he? Sees... Is it because
0: of Ronda? Is it because? Of it's Ronda? a lot. It, a bit of it is actually to do with Ronda. Okay,
2: here, because here, here's my here's my two theories. One, it's either something to do with Ronda, and then her being like, "I'm the only MMA fighter that's allowed to do WWE," or it's that like obviously him and then. Uh, I'm, uh Let's just call him John Laryngitis. That's that. That joke hasn't been done before, right, guys? Mm. Please. Um. Obviously, <laughs> saw Shayna Baszler and went. Yeah. Like, that's that's just what I assume.
0: Yeah. So, couple of reasoning factors. I remember on. I think I can't remember what podcast it was. But I remember Shane as saying more to the something to the effect of Vince didn't like the intensity of my character in NXT, as well as he didn't really get the whole MMA shtick of her character, which is absolutely hypocritical considering Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um. If you ask me, another I've heard is her age. Apparently, she's too old. She's, She's like, 41. What the hell? So it's like that pisses me way off.
1: Like, it like, really
0: pisses me like, off that does.
1: How old was Diamond Dallas page when he started?
0: He was 30, 30, he started training at 32, debuted at 35. Yeah, nah,
2: you can't Okay, but like, let's be, let's be real though, right? For what, for what, shayna baszler
1: does
2: i think her conditioning is more than perfectly within what is needed
0: yeah absolutely she can go and then some if given the opportunity it's not
2: not like it's not like shayna baszler is some crazy is some like crazy high flyer i mean
0: she's 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 basically the women if I was to make a comparison, she's basically WWE's version of Minoru Suzuki.
1: Yeah, you literally. Because, like, literally...
2: all right, let's put let's put some perspective on it. She's forty-one, right?
1: Mm. Right.
2: Hey, okay, Rey Mysterio is forty-seven.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: My God.
2: I'm fairly sure that Finn Balor is forty.
0: I believe Finn Balor is yeah. Finn Balor yeah, is forty.
2: He's, he's forty.
0: Like. AJ at this point is, I believe he is 45. Yes, 45. Like, hell, like, who are they going for originally uh, flipping SummerSlam? Randy. Randy's 42. Like...
1: (laughs) That's just bollocks, man. The the move, she is submission magician. Her entire thing is to stop the opponent and Mm. then break them. You don't need to be, like that could you don't need to be like that
2: okay so that's 20 oh man officially retired five years so she's 41 now five years she's five years younger approximately than when minami toyota officially retired Mm and considering that's Manami toyota who used to do loads and loads of crazy stuff and
0: wasn't just like that <laughs> Manami toyota just threw herself off the top rope all the time and freaking love to see it <laughs> <laughs> i mean look i'll put it to okay, me into this Norris perspective is 54.
2: like
0: arja-, arja khan is 51 and is still wrestling to this very day
2: yeah like in fact actually give me a second
0: i'm it's... going to say something Probably going to get Maybe
2: me. A... NXT UK Women's Champion. She's 42.
0: Yeah. Here's something I'm going to say. Probably, it's probably the right thing to say, but it's probably going to be a thing that gets me in a little hot water. So are you guys prepared for me to say this?
2: Yes.
0: Same. I think it's the most obvious thing. WWE are just ageist towards yeah. women, especially yeah. towards women.
2: Yeah. What is the entertainment industry? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like... I mean, but I mean, how many examples do you want
2: i mean do you want to go on do you want to go on the discussion about how most uh, most like if I say most male led films have absolutely disproportionate age gaps between their actors and act- and actors and actresses and i hate using the word actress but yeah male and female like stage counterparts yeah it's... and how they have absolutely absurd age gaps or like how um i think it's on like various tv shows like hosts have been removed because they were like oh they're they're clearly too old now and they're like 40. Mm-hmm. yes like the entertainment industry has it has absolutely no way to complain about this as a whole as a separate point to wrestling because it's consistent across the board exactly and of course we we are fully aware of vince and john laurinitis and their thing of like hmm but we need sexy so
0: i just think especially the this whole like especially the past few years it's just you all of this pro- progression that they made and you know wwe going I mean, no well, no it's actually about it. the work
2: they've thrown, they've thrown most of it in the bit
0: oh yeah the work rate of, of women's wrestling was something unseen in wwe and a matter of fact i'd say it was probably one of the best things they had going at that time if you ask me that, but now
2: that, that like 2000 that like 2016 to 19 mm. was like ridiculous yeah and well, it depends. When, when when was when was baby versus sasha
0: um takeover brooklyn that probably would have been 2015 2016
2: Okay, well, we'll call 2015 to be on the side of caution. <laughs> that 2015 to 2019 period, absolutely unreal. Yeah. And then they just went, yo, let us just throw all of this away.
0: Um, but to quote Baszler herself, like when her time there, she believed that that was the best women's locker room there has ever been in wrestling in general. And I will not go as far
1: to say that she's probably right, you know
2: no she's probably she's probably she's probably not far off yeah
1: she it's it's at least top 10 if you could quibble with it Mm. like
2: even then i'd probably go like i don't know like top three minimum yeah (sighs) because the only thing the only things i can really think of are like the golden the golden age all japan yeah and then like depending on depending on how how you want to Argue it. You could maybe argue, you know, something, something like maybe that. um Some of the like the early stardom classes,
0: because
2: mm. some of them were unreal,
0: so unreal.
2: To be fair, actually, that stardom like twenty fifteen to like that yeah. stardom twenty fourteen to seventeen class was pretty fucking good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, guys, I freaking like if it's not apparent already i really freaking like Shayna baszler i just think her as a wrestler just to straight up hey look i used to be an mma fighter and now i'm a professional wrestler and i don't i don't simply just win matches i break my opponents
2: but like that's the this this is the thing though right i i have never understood the problem with like just I don't know it's like people i can understand the inherent difficulties as like a booker that a um that like a shooter style gimmick brings with it mm. yeah but like the thing is is that you just got you just got to play on that difference
0: exactly so That
2: that thing of literally just like well, most other stuff isn't going to matter to them because they're all probably already prepared for it and used to it, but they're probably not used to shit like a hurricane runner.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, and I guess you, I mean you look at it in that way. I mean, they even in mixed martial artist still picked that up pretty well. I mean, look at Ken Shamrock; he had a bloody damn good hurricane runner.
2: Like <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. You can you can you can make a point out of stuff, and you can accentuate the differences, and and all of that. Like you can you can write you can put some really really good stuff in there but like that's only if you're willing to work it
0: exactly i feel like very recently as well especially recently with the with more kind of like mixed martial artists going in and breaking into professional wrestling they have a fantastic base to work off of because they've got like wrestling down pats i've seen like a number of mixed martial artists going to professional wrestling and take to it like a duck to water. And I feel like the finest... Yeah, like, really, Shane's the finest we, example we're, of
2: that. We're, re- we're really running back the Kevin Randleman episode. <laughs> yes,
0: we really are. We At really home, want to do the Kevin Randleman coming. episode. <laughs> but,
2: um, No, but like that's the thing, though. They obviously have a very natural base. And obviously... I guess, I guess I'd have to say the psychology of it, because obviously so much of MMA is built around what is efficient. Yes, like that's kind of a core tenet of like why MMA exists, which was what's the most efficient way to beat someone. <laughs> like that's kind of the key part of it, and just like being able to embrace that is really. And it's like it's not like we can be there and say like, oh, well, it only works for with certain people. I mean, she had a goddamn hell of a series against Kyrie, insane. Yeah.
0: One of the best men, like, best series like... for the Olympics championship. Yeah,
2: I don't really know what else I need to say.
0: So I, I, guess, I guess the thing to end this really on is the question of, um, well, two questions, I guess. Uh, does Shayna deserve better than what she's been getting on the main roster or what she's got in the main roster? And I guess the second question is, where does Shayna go from here? Where do you think, where would you like to see Shayna go from here?
1: By all rights... If if WWE wanted to like, like really, Shayna should leave. But if we're not going to go that way, if we're not going to go that way, unfortunately, there are two big spots now open in in WWE's women's division. Mm. Shayna Baszler should be shot up to the top like a rocket. Just kind of like just you could oh, it'd be funny if you commented on it. It's like oh, Sasha's gone. Well, I guess all of you guys are now. I'm breaking everyone until I get what I want. That's that's how this is going to be. That's actually genius, yeah. Raiden. Like literally, the throne. There is no one at the top. There is no one at the throne. <laughs> who who who's there? Charlotte. All right, fine. I'll break her too. Just like just straight <laughs> up say like, well, I'm back.
0: This you is how this is gonna you be. put me in this position. So I am going to I am going to break everyone until literally, you give me what run, I want. Just run just literally, run.
1: Literally have her entire reasoning been I have everything to gain and nothing to lose. Yeah. Did she just, just, a- just
2: run just run a series of video vignettes where it is literally just like Shayna the base of just kicking the shit out of a bag? Yeah. And then literally just let her come in and just like smack someone of a leg kick and then just go for like a heel hook and then just like not let go of it.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: It's it's literally as simple as that.
1: Basically, I can't believe I have to say this, but do what you do what you hired her to do.
2: Be a shooter,
1: I, but I not cannot, actually shoot on people. I cannot emphasize enough. You've got her in. For a reason, she is still very good at that thing. Just let her do the thing, and you will make money. If she comes out in a grey T-shirt, a
0: moustache, and comes out the Dan Sevens theme, I think that's a legit superstar we've got in our hands. All right, Sam.
2: (laughs) Now, you've heard the the reasonable booking, but are you ready for the based booking?
0: Here we go. Here we go.
2: Shayna Baszler to great to only work UWFI matches oh. and that's
0: it <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Well, could it, <laughs> just be, it could it just be Shayna versus El Linderman then and that... <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's literally just Shayna just goes to Japan and then only works UWF
0: style matches that's it <laughs> yeah I'd love to see that if I'm honest I
1: think Shayna moving to Japan like she will be she will take to that like a duck to water Hell, they'll tell those people who actually might give her a run for her money. Which
0: I mean, if stardom was anything to go by and how popular she got over there in her first stint in Japan, I think Glate would be an incredible fit yeah, for, like for Shayna.
2: She, she's, she's done stardom. Now all I want is just angry, embittered Shayna Baszler doing shoot-style matches.
0: Kind of like what Timothy is doing right now see, in Noah. <laughs>
2: see, I like this... But I want this.
0: Yes. <laughs> now that is a very good, uh, that is a positive thing to end on. Shayna Baszler to Glade. Let's make that happen. <laughs> yes.
1: yes.
0: <laughs> and that is where we're going to end this episode and our, our kind of finale to Pride Month. Chaps, it's been another bloody good one this year. Mm-hmm. I've very much enjoyed this one. And thank you to everyone as well that has been on our YouTube and has watched and has shared uh Being Proud twenty twenty two. A lot of fun, Hell a lot yeah. of time and effort that Dan put into that. And um Dan, thank you again for putting that all together and help and, you know, getting that all done and and thank you for putting me on the spot immediately for that uh, for the Ashley episode as well. Dude, if you
2: if you if you gave me to do it, then I would have absolutely like collapsed, and not
0: knowing what to do. <laughs> but no, uh, it's been a bloody good one, and I've really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and we also got some representation as well at, Pri- at, uh, at London Pride as well, repping us, really. Right, <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> so, next episode, I don't know why we had this in the plan, but we did. And it's going to be a doozy of an episode, because we're doing we're doing another roundtable discussion episode. Our last one yeah. was discussing the concept of the foreign heel, gentlemen. This time we are discussing the
1: concept of kayfabe. <laughs> this
0: All is right, gonna- get your philosophy
2: I- books out, lads. Yeah,
1: I oh, I have so many thoughts. This is going to be. Five hours. Let's go. I, I'm not even going to say what we're going to discuss because I've st- I have Basically,
0: no idea um, what we're discussing.
2: <laughs> come here for wrestling news and silly wrestling jokes and anecdotes. Stay for what could probably qualify as a single lesson of A level philosophy.
0: The deepest dive into the into the, one of the most intrinsic parts of professional wrestling gets discussed on the next episode. <laughs> let's go on. Let's, let's, uh, and how we're probably going to be crotchety old men and say okay fame's dead now actually no if i say crotchety old men we start getting more listeners from the uh from the jc experience podcast and i don't no, want that. i'm not <laughs> I'll, I'll suddenly i'll start wearing like garishly colored blazers and holding a tennis racket i'm not doing that.
2: don't 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 lump me in with <laughs> with the old white men that i like to annoy
0: <laughs> like all three of us like to annoy just from yeah, our yeah, sheer it's... existence
2: <laughs> Nothing that. shit to piss all white people off like you.
0: <laughs> but that is all to cover the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Until then, I have been Sam. This has been Dan and Riordan. And you've been listening to the Sweet Chinwag Podcast. As always, we will see you. Yes, you. Not you over there, but yes, you. You on the next episode. Bye. Bye. See you.